Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiry. Big Dumb Inquiries Big Dumb Inquiries Big Dumb Inquiries Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Big Dumb Inquiries. I am half of the co-host power, Shane. And my other half over here, Kyle. Oh, hey, uh, what's going on? <laughs> had, to, had to throw it back to you a little bit there. Um, and then today we have another special guest with us. We have uh, Bootsy Greenwood. How's it going, man? Dude, it's going great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate you having me on. It's awesome. Excellent, dude. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, I, we normally start off with a little bit of uh, how you doing, what's going on. But we, we did a show yesterday, so I know how Shane's doing. Uh, Shane knows how I'm doing. Uh, so how are you doing, Bootsy? What's what's been going on in, in life? Man, I'm doing good. I have been working pretty hard. I'm d- working on a couple different projects right now and uh, just really enjoying the process of learning more as I continue to go along and grow. I'm working on uh, some film projects with some friends of mine that are really exciting. Uh, and then I've been doing stand-up comedy and, uh, doing some open mics this week. You know, that's kind of been my thing. I'm just trying to get out there and start amassing as much material as I can. Uh, and uh, what what part of the country are you in? I'm in, uh, I'm near Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in Athens, Georgia. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so anyone listening out there, uh, if you're in that area, uh, so people can, uh, you do shows pretty often. Um, uh, just around town, like around Atlanta? Yeah, mostly around Atlanta. Uh, I booked some stuff here and there. I'm definitely open to booking. Like that's what I'd <laughs> like to actually do is like, you know, book some, book some shows. I know lots of funny comics. And so, you know, breweries or, you know, Hell private yeah, events, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, we'll come to the country club, whatever you want, you know? And just because this is my first time talking to you, I, I got to uh, ask some basic questions. How long have you been doing stand up, man? Yeah, but like about four years now. Okay, so, great, dude. You yeah. picked a bad time to start. <laughs> you think so, but I think there's, it's never it's, a good it's time. It's the golden age, dude. I'm telling you, we're in the golden age of, of comedy right now. Uh, I watch, I watched Kill Tony for like four hours today and it's just, it's incredible how much the art is how quickly it's growing into the culture you know what i mean and not only the culture but the counterculture too like the the la comedy scene's kind of dying all the woke shit like it's not funny no one wants to hear that and so they want to hear 
a little bit more of that raw kind of, you know, Eddie Murphy style, uh, Joe Rogan type uh, comedy where, you know, it's no holds barred. And I think that's really great because uh, as I uh, others have said, it's, uh, you know, comedies, comedians are the canaries in the coal mine. Like they see shit coming a mile away before uh, the, the the normie plebs do. So um, I'm glad that you're doing it, man. I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm learning. I'm just learning the art. Like I said, just trying to amass as much material as I can. I enjoy hosting. I worked on a couple cruise ships and did some stuff like that. And then aside from that, you know, I coach by day. So I have, you know, clients. I just um, had a phone call with a client and she's absolutely crushing it. So that makes me really happy. So I do a little bit of that as well, just supporting people, helping them, you know, actually actively figure out what their purpose is, what they're here to do, and then helping them implement whatever that is with whatever tools and resources that I can help Dude. them provide. Well, so that's awesome. Let me ask you a question, quick question about that. And then we'll, we'll get into the, the show. Um, so you're, you're sort, I hate to say life coach, cause that's kind of like a generic term. Um, but when, when people come to you, uh, for your, your coachings, what are they, what are they looking for? What are they trying to get out of, uh, uh, sessions with you? Yeah, I would say uh, in a word alignment, okay. you know, like one of the things that I didn't even realize that was that I could feel good about something and it fucking makes sense for me, you know, but that's actually harmonious. That's how we're supposed to live. And we have so much cognitive dissonance and so many false goals that we're presented with in society that sometimes it's kind of hard to see the forest for the trees and really mm. kind of understand what it is that we want. Most people don't even know what they want. And it's yeah. hard to answer that question. Like if I came up to somebody on the street and I said, Hey, what do you want? Well, they'd be like, well, I don't know. How about a million dollars and unmarked bills or whatever? It's like, dude, that's not an answer to that question. It's mm -hmm. not going to give you fulfillment. It's not going to make you feel good at the end of the day. Um, but what it, but what is, is finding, you know, a reason for being. And so uh, one of the things that we kind of look into is what, what is called the Ikigai. It's a ancient Japanese uh, model for uh, the reason for being. So a reason why really kind of digging into that. And then beyond that, like marketing stuff and business kind of stuff. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for a little while and a oh. producer in TV. So, so you do it all. I, I do a little bit of every, I'm very much a generalist. I can't help it. Dude, that's um, the best way to be man. Jack of all trades. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You do a little bit of everything all at once. Or if anything changes in life, at least you have other things to fall back on. Absolutely. Yeah. Marketable skills. <laughs> mark, yeah. Yeah. Skills, man. And so what's cool about that too, is that uh, there are people who obviously have, you know, sp more specific skills and that's, and that's even better, right? Like when you start to meet more of that kind of cast of characters and crew. And so I have a couple of people that I'm collaborating with, working with, uh, and who have oh, a very sorry. unique, a very unique set of skills, you know, uh, <laughs> special skills. But, I will but one thing you. that I want to say to the audience out there is like that Jack of all trades line uh, is only half of the story. That's a, that's an old, uh, adage, but it's Jack of all trades, master of none, but oft times better than master of one. That's the full dude. I have that fucking full quote on my resume. So because awesome. <laughs> my resume yeah, is just yeah. <laughs> so all over the place, it's like, but I can do all of these things. So just keep that in mind, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and oftentimes, dude, I mean, I've gotten jobs where um, I, I applied for one thing, and once I had the interview, uh, you know, they were like, "Shit, well, that's not we what we were looking for, but we could definitely use you over here in this area." 
and shit, dude. I mean, that's that's the way to do it, man. And kids these kids these days, <laughs> they don't know. I think the as we talked about yesterday, Shane. I think the upcoming generation is getting a little better at that. But kind of that in between, like millennials, you know, maybe in their twenties now. Uh, man, they just they're not uh, all around getting it. Um, and so that's why we have a lot of the problems we're having, but that's great. Bootsy. I'm glad you're, uh, you're doing it. And, uh, of course at the end of the show, we'll get all your plugs for people to, uh, get in touch with you. So, um, Shane, anything else before we fucking jump right into this? I know it's going to be a, a fun one. Uh, no, I mean, I think we should jump right into it and start with yours today because we started with mine yesterday. Well, so. I think we wanted to start, uh, Bootsy wanted to start with one of his clips. So we'll, uh, we'll try that. We'll change it up. Cause I think you brought two oh, clips, sure. correct? Yeah. Yeah. One, one is, uh, so w- the first one is kind of for context, right? Like, uh, uh-huh. there's a guy named Ray Dalio uh, and he wrote a book called principles, uh, quite a few years ago. So I'm, 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 I'm a self-help nerd. I can't help it. Uh, but he, Rob Deerdick actually claims him as a mentor and a, a reason why he was able to, you know, work as hard and make it to where he was. But principles is a great book. He's just come out with a video and I believe another book about understanding the principles of a changing world order. So a changing world order is very likely exactly what we're experiencing right now. And he's done a little bit of historical fact checking on the back end to kind of see how this pattern plays out in our past as uh, as a as a world. Cool. Um, so it, it provides just a little bit of context. We're kind of where we're at. And then I can maybe kind of shortcut us a little bit uh, okay. the rest cool. of the way. And so did you want to do both your clips at once as one topic or did you want to split them up? Let's split them up. If okay, that's cool. cool. No, perfect. That's what that's what we were hoping for. So we'll do a little back and forth here. So you gave us the preface. Let me get this uh, screen share going. And uh, as I do this, I'll just let everyone know it is pantless podcast summer. I am not <laughs> wearing pants for the third podcast in a row. And... Uh, we're here. We're here. I also got new glasses, so I look like a you know forty year old man. So that's hey man, the goal. Shit in Michigan. I was gonna go topless. Uh, topless podcast day. So we would have had one one set of clothing altogether between the two of us. <laughs> there we go, dude. All right. So we're but, gonna. You know, I had to rock the big dumb podcast. So. Oh, thank you, dude. I appreciate that. So we're gonna stop this clip at about a little over a minute, uh, and here we go. The changing world order. The times ahead will be radically different from those that we've experienced in our lifetimes, though similar to many times before. How do I know that? Because they always have been. Over my roughly 50 years of global macroeconomic investing, I've learned the hard way that the most important events that surprised me did so because they never happened in my lifetime. These painful surprises led me to study the last 500 years of history for similar situations, where I saw that they had indeed happened many times before, with the ups and the downs of the Dutch, British, and U.S. empires. And every time they did, it was a sign of the changing world order. This study taught me valuable lessons that I'm going to pass along to you here in a distilled form. You can find the comprehensive version in my book. Yeah, that's good enough. All right. So 
Um, for those just listening, it was uh, you obviously heard what he was saying, but there were some graphics and lots of uh, uh, you know uh, money printing, global change, internal conflict, things like that. Uh, so I I'm curious. I, I'd love to. I'd, you brought that. What was the, the name of this guy again? I'd love to know. Uh, look into this after we're done here. Yeah, definitely. I, I do recommend checking out the whole video because he does a really good job. But I'll do my best to sort of shortcut it. Uh, it's Ray Dalio. He wrote a book called Principles uh, many, many years ago. He's a he's a billionaire, but um, but this particular foray is him looking into these patterns that are historical that we see over and over again. So the, the Dutch empire, same thing happened, right? Like they become this mega badass uh, technological leader because they have a lot of freedom at the beginning of their, like, you know, they're going up and they start creating boats and they're building boats and fleets and all this kind of stuff for all these other empires. Then they start subbing it out and then they start going into debt and then they start going over the sort of cliff and start printing money. And then at that point, these internal conflicts and then uh, wealth gap disparity begins to happen as the as the economic system collapses. And then another world power comes out of that. So after the Dutch, I believe it was the British, and sort of what he's projecting is, you know, we're seeing sort of the collapse in a sense. Uh, uh, <laughs> it seems it seems like the the data is sort of there, yeah, <laughs> uh, in, in the United States, and then the sort of ch- China becoming that new world pow- power. And, uh, and, and he says, you know, there's things that we can do for sure. It's not, nothing is certain, you know, I always like to keep that in mind because God knows <laughs> yeah. make a prediction and tell me that anything is certain, you know? Right. Right. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, that's the basic gist of that video. And, um, and so I think a lot of the sort of symptoms that we're seeing right now, go hand in hand with that exact thing. It's like all these internal conflicts, the money printing, inflation, you know, and just seeing this whole thing un- unravel and, unru- and, 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 and it's about a 250 year segment between these different changing of the guards. So there's a new sort of world power established every 250 years or so. Okay. Um, yeah, we, I, I'd have to agree that this is something that we've been seeing Um there was a little blip there for about four years where it's kind of was up in the air. And then I think we're, we're making up for lost time when it comes to, uh, excuse me, this, uh, collapse, this system change. (laughs) But let me ask you this. Do you think it is intentional? Do you think that there are things that can be done on a policy level and economic level that can at least mediate some of these, uh, harsher symptoms that we're going through? Shit, I think we're too far gone at this point. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's that's a really hard question to answer. Yeah, yeah, and no one, worries. One thing I read in an article that was, I think, like on Zero Hedge, and I loved this take was that, and it was kind of about the World Economic Forum and exactly all the stuff they're planning, right? But it's like as soon as you set out on a chart and say this is what is going to happen, like there's a almost 100% chance that that is exactly what is not going to happen. Like as soon as you say it's going to be like this, Ah. it, it won't, it won't be like that. It will be something else. And I think really it's up to us, right? Like each, each and every one of us, how we start to navigate this terrain because nobody's coming to save us, right? Like at the end of the day, there's, we, we know this much, right? Like, uh, and so what's going to happen, what unfolds from here is completely uncertain. It could be 
it could be the most incredible time of a new earth and all the stuff that the star seeds talk about. It could be, you know, the doomsday and, and really no matter what we're living through, it's up to us to make our reality what it is, you know? And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm super fortunate to be a part of, uh, you know, this group that we inhabit, you know, this collective on the internet. I have a lot of amazing people in my life, you know, that I connect with as well in, in physical space. And I hope to do that more now that, you know, we're through the pandemic and all this stuff too mm-hmm. with, with people from the internet more. But, but I think that there's enough potential and enough uh, and certainly enough talent and ability to create all sorts of new types of systems and, there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some, some, I guess, roadblocks and different and, and challenges along the way. But I, I think there's, I, I'm very hopeful. I'm an optimist. Uh, at the end we die, you know, I hate to spoil it, <laughs> spoil the ending for you. But, um, but you know, for me, it's really about enjoying, enjoying life and, and building our own thing anyway. You know, I don't fucking care about the system. I'm, I'm not trying to fight against it. I really think that the more that we fight against it, the more we're actively perpetuating it. Interesting. Interesting oh, take there. Yeah. Shane, what are your thoughts? Um, I'd say that, like, no matter what at this point, I feel like China will probably end up rising to be a superpower. I'm glad they brought this clip also because it's something that I also kind of wanted to talk about. It's just, like, all the escalating prices versus, like, pay staying the same and then gas prices going up, making it impossible for anybody to do anything. And uh, so I feel like it's inevitable. It's going to happen no matter what, like the U S isn't going to be, you know, the, the main power in the world anymore. But at the same time though, looking at it on like a local scale, um, unless China tries to like take over the world, theoretically, I like, I don't get why it has to change our quality of life as long as we're happy within what we're doing. Like it just might be a thing where people have to learn how to be happy with way less money, but it's still definitely doable. Well, and like once the, once the change happens, like from there, you can kind of like start rebuilding something else, you know, like, well, Shane, you said, why does, why would it have to affect our quality of life? It's because our quality of life is reinforced with with uh, guns and nuclear weapons. So <laughs> once that stops being the, uh, you know, when, once people stop being afraid of us, then uh, then things start to change. So, I mean, this whole I mean, thing. I think people will always be afraid of us. It's still a matter of, like, it doesn't matter how big the country is. If they threaten, they have nuclear weapons. Like, you could just end yeah, it's a good everything point. at that point, you know. But ours like, are better. Don't you get it, Shane? I'm just kidding. Uh, but this will the matter, though, that anybody, even if we're not the main world power, I still think everybody has the idea so that, like, if you start anything in the United States on U.S. soil, that it's going to be a bigger issue than what you expected it to be because oh, the U.S. Yeah. is going to come back at you with full force. So well, and they like, can't, that's not going to change. No one, I don't think anybody could physically take over from the outside. It'd have to be something, a collapse from within. Uh, which is, I think is what we're seeing happen. And this whole thing uh, reminds me, I don't know if you guys have seen this, it's been scrubbed off the internet in recent years, was that Deagle Report, D-E-A-G-L-E, uh, was the web, name of the website, and they, they uh, I guess the military and CIA intelligence services used this website because it kind of tracks uh, global military capabilities. Like, okay, the, this country has this many uh, aircraft carriers, this many tanks, things like that. But it also had five-year predictions for GDP growth and, and population, and it had in 2020 it had the U.S. at, at 93 million. That's like Damn. that's where we'll be at 350 soon. So I mean that's a significant uh, decrease in population. It didn't say why. It didn't say that we're all going to die. 
it had to do with migration, uh, immigration, natural disasters. I assume some sort of war, um, but they had China growing continuously and other countries growing continuously and, you know, GDP growing everywhere, not in the West almost. So um, I don't know if you guys had seen that, but that's kind of what this reminds me of is that changing. I mean, because look at the UK, obviously they, they have their elites that are still powerful, but as a country, as an empire, they're really nothing to, you know, you know, tell mom about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this whole thing is like, you know, it's like it's pretty out in the open, right? Like we could go to the World Economic Forum's website right now and kind of see what they'll tell us what, everything they want us what, to know. What what they have in mind for the future of humanity. But I mean, it's not going to go exactly that way. How it's going to go is certainly, like I said, completely, certainly completely up in the air, which is why I think it's important to to, to take responsibility and be you know, uh, be creative and start thinking about ways to, to solve problems outside the box. It's like, you know, I I don't know about like putting in like a one world currency. I don't really know kind of how that or resetting the currency or when that happens or how that whole thing, like there's so fucking much to like start to speculate on. And I, I'm not a person that really can speculate or make predictions. I made predictions a few times, don't do it don't do it (laughs) no no i'm not doing that shit but uh but i am interested in some sort of thinking through some of the different uh possible scenarios right and so that i think gives us a little bit of context and also like a little uh, several different options and also the flexibility to sort of shift because again like back to my original point it's like as soon as i lay down this exact plan of what's going to happen i can almost guarantee you that it won't happen it, it, even right. if I get to the goal, it won't happen in the way that I said it. Yeah. So that, that video, because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably link this in the description because it sounds like something we, we should all watch. Does it kind of lay out different possibilities and scenarios and how to navigate that with some success, right? It's not doom and gloom. It's more of like, here's how you can play the new game that's coming to the table, right? There, there are definitely some... Uh, he leaves it kind of open-ended. I would ah, say that okay. it's not, it's not definite, but I'm, you know, and I haven't read his book, so he might have some more ideas within that. But I mean, okay. I think a big, I think, you know, it's kind of open-ended at the end. He'll talk about some alternative strategies financially that might be viable, but it's not a, it's not like a, a, a there's not a lot of really practical information at the end of the video or anything, but, he, but he does show this pattern over time. And he does say, you know, we are still the masters of our own destiny here. Okay. Uh, as far as that goes, it's you not know. a complete black pill, but cl- close, but close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, financially, I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely, it's, it's a change. And so I think, you know, it, it just becomes about, like I said, individual responsibility and, you know, creating our own systems, doing things outside the established order, as opposed to fighting against that established order, because that's the, that's the trap that I think we get perpetuated into the cycle where we fight against the darkness. How, how much can you yell at the darkness before it goes, it never goes away. You have to shine a light. You have to do something new. You have to create something outside. And that might get, um, you know, uh, overtaken, it might get 
whatever. And then you just got to start again. It's almost like we just keep going from lifeboat to lifeboat. Like maybe crypto was the first one and it's like, okay, well that ain't fucking working. You know, I what's think next? One of those lifeboats was the game stonks. Uh, I think that was, a cause you remember that you guys remember that it feels like yeah, so long awesome. ago, but it was like, we're doing something. And they quickly realized, we quickly realized that we have no power, but it was cool to watch. So, um, anything else guys, before we move on, uh, Shane, do you want to do your yours next, or you want to do mine? Um, let's see. Since we kind of mixed it up a little bit today, we're doing an us sandwich now. This is a little bit different. Yeah, because we're <laughs> gonna finish with Bootsy, so it'll be a, a a Shane Kyle sandwich with Bootsy on the end. I think I did my clip first yesterday, so if okay. you want, you can do your clip first, and then we can do mine after yours. Perfect. Let me get it pulled up here, and uh, I guess a final thought on that last topic too. Um, like just because we may be on the downfall of our current system doesn't mean that like in order for something to be rebuilt, it has to be destroyed first. So just because we're not theoretic, we may not theoretically be the superpower soon enough. doesn't mean that we're not going to collapse, have to rebuild after that. We may not become the superpower again very soon after that again, but in order for that change to happen, there is a lot of flaws in our current system. So something needs to get done and it's not perfect. And maybe if it collapses, it can rebuild and become a way better system. And then we can have you rise to power again, you know, Klaus Schwab's the great reset. That's very Schwabian of you to say, Shane. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it in a doom and gloom way. I'm saying it in a, like the government, you know, learning how to use their money more, more properly or better, <laughs> however you want to word it. Or it's not like on our side, it's more so like the government as a whole, like just being way less shysty, which may never happen, but no, you know, who knows? No, no. Maybe, maybe it will happen. I think a good French, our generation gets into office, you know, I think a good French revolution is needed. We need to bring out some old tech, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, all right. So here's, here's my video. Uh, my topic, the, my question is, is Hunter Bar Biden the smartest man in the world? Completely different right now. And as you've known, people who you thought that you could rely on sometimes turn on you. What are you going to do and how will you sustain each other for the attacks that you know are coming your way? I mean, case in point, I know you want to be as bipartisan and reach across the aisle, but as much as you don't want it to happen, you know that the people who want to make hay in Washington are going to try to use your adult son as a cudgel against you. <laughs> How do you feel about that and what do you have to say to those people? Well, look, uh, I have, we have great confidence in our son. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play, but uh, look, it is what it is, and uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know, I mean, in terms of pure intellectual capacity, um, and, uh, and as long as he's good, we're good. As long as he's good, we're good. Uh, Sound like you just danced around the question as much as possible. Smartest man he knows in terms of intelligence. Um, so the, this begs the question I, I put to you both is Hunter Biden, the smartest man in the world. I'd like to know this because <laughs> if the president, the most powerful man in the world, allegedly, uh, the smartest guy he knows is Hunter Biden. The, he must be one of the smartest men in the world, if not the smartest. So I, I put that question to you. Go ahead. 
I mean, one thing to say right off the bat is I feel like the smartest man alive would know to dump his trash afterwards before he turns in his laptop somewhere, especially if he has a bunch of weird shit on it. So that's already one strike against him. But <laughs> I just want to say kudos to Joe Biden. That is the most coherent I've seen him speak probably ever. Dude, no, that was actually remember, a good answer. You know? It was very, of course, bouncing around the, the question, things like that. But... He didn't have any major flubs. Uh, he got he, he slurred a couple of words, but like I agree, I have to agree. That's why I pulled this clip partially because it was a good answer, but <laughs> a bad answer at the same. He needed time. some computing power before he started there. He had like that yeah. that delay where he, you could tell he was trying to flip stuff around his head and the gears yeah. were working. <laughs> He's like. Yeah, Shit, the, how do I respond? That's some <laughs> intern in an FBI surveillance van outside the studio just typing in his response, you know. <laughs> no, it's the little the little alien inside his inside his head pulling the you know, pulling the strings. That's right, running like, on the hamster wheel. <gasps> Red alert, shields up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Men in Black. You got to pull up the other screen. Yeah, exactly. Make sure everything's all typed right. All right, we got to make sure we phrase this one perfectly. Otherwise, they're going to come after us. Oh, man. <laughs> but, and the reason I brought this up is because uh, there's been more and more things coming out, almost on like a slow burn, things coming out from these multiple laptops that Hunter Biden uh, had uh, brought to this repair store. Um, and I'm on this telegram and at this point I'm about to leave to tell the telegram cause it's essentially a, a hardcore crackhead porno because they're just posting the, the, you know, obviously blurred out images and videos that are coming from this laptop. But I mean, the, the dude is just banging crack whores. I saw one, I was going to bring, I, I literally had to look up YouTube's terms of service to be like, can I show this? No, I can't show this. Okay, good. So I played that one instead. But one of the videos I saw the other day was uh, butt naked Joe Biden with his dong out. He's playing with himself. And uh, he's got... Uh, you say uh, Joe or Hunter? Hunter. I'm sorry. Hunter. I, I was like, sorry. oh, God, this is a whole other thing we're getting on to No, here. no, no. <laughs> but he, he he has a lady of the evening. I imagine she's a nice girl. Uh, and, you know, they're kind of, you know, messing around. And out of no, He's, like, setting up the camera to get that perfect, like, action shot, you know? And out of nowhere, he just, like, draws a handgun. And, and uh, you know, just, like, holding it, like... As if he's like practicing for the shot, like okay, if I stand like this, how's the gun look? You know, just absolutely absurd. Uh, I know some girls are into some kinky shit when it comes to you know guns and knives and things like that. But come on, man, come on. When you, when <laughs> drugs are involved, you got to be careful, and that is not proper gun safety. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson <laughs> in the chat says, "Since when it is illegal to bang crack whores? It's not. It's not illegal." It's just not very becoming of uh, of the first son. Uh, but he also did bang his uh, dead brother's widow uh, many times. So uh, good for him on that. Hey, maybe he's just a, a, a fiend. I know um, we can all be have our, have our vices, but uh, it just doesn't seem like something a smart guy would do. Have you guys ever seen American Psycho? Yes. <laughs> you know that scene where he's like, you know, putting his muscles up in the mirror and shit. Yeah, Why do I just imagine Hunter Biden as that, but with a gun? Oh, and, a and not plan, a, you know? and not a Christian Bale nineteen nineties body either. Uh, <laughs> not just even with a crack close. pipe hanging out of his mouth. No, he does that. I'm ki I'm not. I'll send you some of these videos later, Shane, where he's literally like checking like the shadows on his like beer gut, where he's got like two abs above. And I'm not one to talk. I'm not super fit, but just if you're gonna, you know. 
if you're going to have that mindset, you know, maybe apply apply some time at the gym, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at least make it uh, um, enjoyable to watch for the average average person. Um, hey, man, drugs will fuck up your visuals, though, man. He could be thinking that he's, like, Mr. Fit in the mirror over there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the final uh, story that I heard uh, in regards to Hunter, Hunter Biden was that he, uh, he did have a, uh, I don't want to say verified account on Pornhub, but he was, like, had an account on Pornhub producing content and in the laptop through via text messages, they found that he sent his own porn links to someone in his context contacts named dad. So imagine, uh, <laughs> imagine, uh, let's say you Shane or you Bootsy, uh, got a little, uh, messed up one night and filmed yourself, uh, doing the deed with uh, some uh, crack core, let's just be honest, and you thought it was really good quality stuff. You know, your form was great, your your moves were on point, and you said, you know what, I think my dad would really like to see this. Let me send him the link. Um, Try it out on mom. <laughs> oh, God, Shane. <laughs> Jesus, Shane. This just... guy is responsible for like a huge, a whole entire genre of porn at this point, yeah. as far as I can tell. <laughs> Cra- no, all crackhead milk. shit, you know, basically all of that. Uh, which I got to say that, you know, that's impressive. Maybe he's just trying to be like, Hey, check it out. Uh, I, I got, I've inherited your stroke. Oh uh, my know? God. Oh my God. Yeah. The strokes that he's had over his lifetime, the multiple strokes. <laughs> Sir, this is also my art. You, you like to recognize my art dad. This is also my art. Yeah. Sell this for a hundred thousand dollars, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> probably, shit, you'll probably get more for that. Oh dude. No, that's the call. That's blackmail money right there. You can get Fuck serious yeah. cash. Chinese dollar, baby. Oh, okay. So I didn't want to spend too much time on this. Any thoughts on this, guys? I just thought it was funny. (laughs) No, it is funny. It's hilarious. You know, Biden, man, I mean, could they have picked a more clownish figure for whatever this point in time is? I mean, we, you know, we needed somebody special to come in at the bottom of the ninth and knock it out of the park, you know, like a mighty Casey, but uh, we got Uncle Sam's hip replacement. (laughs) <laughs> you know? going off that your your uh your video too i mean theoretically if everything is done by a higher power uh not like a god of course but like just higher powers being in the government like maybe he was placed here on purpose to make america look weak so that that collapse could happen i mean i feel like he is the best scapegoat ever you know like exactly. as far as it goes and it, how easy would he be to assassinate you know what i mean like whoa easy there killer <laughs> i'm just saying i'm not i'm not i'm just saying it would like if putin's got a, a bulletin board of different way it looks like kevin McAllister's map from home alone where there's like <laughs> you know like like a hot iron and like a rickety ladder you know maybe oh you mean peel. in regards to making it look accidental yeah. i see what you mean yeah. okay yeah <laughs> he'd be like Mr. Magoo though. He falls so many times that you'd be trying to set up the trap and he'd just be like, whoops, missed that one. Whoops, missed that shot. <laughs> Dude, well, all you need to do is just make the stairs to Air Force One a little longer. Just increase the right. length of the stairs. You know, add make a few a little, steps. Because yeah. that third windy. the third time almost did it, but that fourth time, that was the headshot. That was gonna yeah. be it. Yeah, uh, dude, he gets blown over by a cool breeze. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and you can see the headlines. It would be like uh, our benevolent leader uh, is struck down by a racist element of nature. You know what I mean? Like it'd be something like that. 
Oh my, yeah, like the ghost of uh, the Grand Wizard or something right, like that. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Somehow Trump did it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you all know how Biden is, everybody. Let's make sure we give him the blow-up staircase this time, just in case he falls. No, he, <laughs> bouncy staircase. He has that one to come down. That's how he gets out of the plane. <laughs> They have he to just do a, uses the slide. Yeah, They're they like, have to deploy the Mr. emergencies. President, do it fancy. Give him the slide. Oh, <laughs> hey, honestly, I'd have a much respect for a president if he fucking said, "Hey guys, hit the emergency, uh, you know, hit the emergency routine on the uh, after we land, and just you know, s- jump, slide on down that ramp." And uh, I'd, I'd have much respect for him. I'd love to see him slide down going, whee, and then he gets to the bottom. He has to get up and check his coat and look all professional again. Oh, <laughs> and they give him an ice cream cone. <laughs> there you go, sir. Good job, little guy. Chocolate, chocolate chip, baby. Mm-hmm. A nice little pat on my head. Good job, mm-hmm. sir. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take your shoes off before you go before you get in. Okay. <laughs> We'll have your shoes at the bottom for you, sir. I'll take the stairs. You take the bouncy slide. <laughs> Watch out for the friction burns. They don't feel good on your bottom. Okay. Well, okay. So uh, with that, we'll move on. <laughs> well, I just want to leave it at, no, he is not the smartest man alive. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a difference between smart and wise, too. You know, like a smart person still does sometimes very unwise things. You can calculate things or, well, in a matter of you know, days, the COVID- do, th- do things like that. But like, I don't think those are the same things that said, I still don't think he's the smartest guy, uh, but he's certainly not very wise. Yeah. But he ain't the dumbest. We'll get no, him he's not the dumbest. He he knows how to work it. He knows how to work it. You should see his camera work. He should have gone into <laughs> That's what directing. I was about to say. You should see his body work. <laughs> he's a cinematographer, man. All right. So it's impressive. Shane, would you like to preface your clip? All right. I guess I'll leave it short and sweet. Why are they pushing vaccinations so hard for five and under? Okay, that's the question. That's it. All right, we so yeah. we have to be super careful with this one because we're live on YouTube. Okay, so just uh, choose your words wisely. I hate to say that, but we are playing the game. This this is how we navigate the changing world order. So here we go. Well, in a matter of days, the COVID vaccine could be available for kids under five years old. Yesterday, the FDA released its analysis of the Pfizer shot for that age group, saying it appears to be safe and effective. Outside experts are set to meet on Wednesday to vote on whether the shots are ready to be released. WCNC Charlotte's Chloe Leshner joining us live now. So, She's Chloe, cute. the question is, the how right. is Mecklenburg <laughs> County, uh, the health department, getting ready the left. for She's had some work done. Mm-hmm. Hey, Carolyn. Well, the health director told me they've been talking with local pediatricians and the health systems to make sure that they have all of the information and tools that they need to give those shots as soon as they are approved. And he is urging parents to consider this, especially as COVID continues to mutate. Nation's 18 million babies, toddlers and preschoolers could soon have protection from COVID. An FDA panel set to take a vote on whether to approve the shots for the only age group left without one. And it's really important for parents to uh, consider getting their kids vaccinated against COVID-19. It's here with us, and obviously uh, we're not expecting it to go away anytime soon. Uh, and so this is the single most important thing we can do as individuals uh, to protect ourselves from severe illness and consequences. 
This age group is vulnerable as their immune systems begin to develop. According to the FDA, only about 3% of U.S. COVID cases are in this age group, but hospitalization and death rates are higher than for older children. We have had severe cases of COVID among very young children, uh, among children in this age group even. We've even had infants and children in this age group die from COVID uh, disease. Mecklenburg County Health Director Dr. Raynard Washington says they are expecting many parents will feel most comfortable getting their kid vaccinated at their pediatrician's office. The federal government has already purchased 10 million doses with plans to ensure 85% of kids under the age of five live within five miles of a potential vaccine site. I think we've heard from some parents that they're anxious and ready for it to be here and and, and will probably be uh, in line on the first day. Uh, at the same time, we've also heard some parents who are still uh, not so ready to be able to make that decision and want to talk more about it or talk with their child's pediatrician or wait and see a little bit. Wait and see for what? After the What do you want to wait and see for, dude? <laughs> Why does he leave out the parents that just outright don't want to put that shit in their kid's body? Oh, gosh. Okay, do you want me to finish this clip? Yeah, you can finish it up. It's only another, like, It's, it's final approval. Probably. A CDC panel and the CDC director have to do the same. If that all goes as planned, the county is expecting to get its first shipment of these vaccines next week. The health department will then distribute it to the providers. Live in Charlotte, Chloe Leshner, WCNC Charlotte. All right. Well, uh, okay. I was going to say this clip's from yesterday, too, so this is super-duper like, relevant. Very, very relevant. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I see it. This is where it gets tough because can I cite the CDC or the, the Pfizer documents? Can I cite that on YouTube? Because, you know, according to their own data, the thing is, is no good. It's no good. It doesn't work. Um, it, it 12% effective for seven days in adults. And, you know, none of the mothers who got it in the trials expecting mothers, um, I'd say, like, I don't know what the percentage is, but a lot of them didn't go to full term. Um, Who's I, willing to get that tested on them with a baby in them? That's uh, my question. A lot That's of a people, dude. Sketchy. A lot of people. A lot of people. Enough. Well, probably not enough, but more than they should have. It was just, I mean, I don't know if you've read any of that information, Shane, but it is not pretty. It is not pretty. No, no, I've, I've looked into it. That's, like, my, my point I always bring up to everybody that still pushes it so hard is, like, <clears throat> Just be aware of the fact that this is here and stop shitting on people that don't want to get it. Like, if you want to get it, that's that's all you. But, you know, don't don't shit on me because I never want to get that or put it in my kid's body either. Bootsy, thoughts? I vaccinate several times a day, whether I need to or not. Okay, and, uh, good. I was just a big fan. I, I, well, I mean, dude, you know, like needles are scary. So <laughs> sometimes you got to train, you know, you got to train from a young age and start running into anything sharp or pointy or stabby or pokey or <laughs> anything you can find, you know, uh, to kind of you get yourself uh, regulated. Um, no, I, I'm, of course, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of free choice 100%. I, I, don't, have, I don't have kids. I, that seems... It seems pretty weird, man. Uh, this whole thing has been so bizarre. And uh, one of the things that I think I've learned is that no matter what extreme it, the opinion kind of goes in, if it's over here or if it's over here, it's it's not either one of those extremes. And I'm grateful for that because when this all the whole thing unraveled, I was I was very much in a fear state. I was like, oh, oh shit, oh, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Here's the apocalypse, you know, but it's actually mm -hmm. just, it's, it's, it's unfolding in slow motion. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, 
God works in mysterious ways, but the devil takes his time, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what this sort of thing is just playing out so slowly. Um, but it, but it's really peculiar. You can, I'd like to ask this question to people because <clears throat> I think it's important for us all to think about, right? Like, it's like, do you believe you're immune to propaganda? Cause like a <laughs> lot of people are ob- so obviously just going along with whatever they're being told, you know, in the mainstream or whatever they think is the regular, because people are, they're afraid of standing out. They're afraid of being themselves or there. There's a lot of things to be afraid of. Uh, from from that standpoint, so I think a lot of people just go along with whatever you know, whatever it is, and I hate that. <clears throat> but I think I think there's so much propaganda in so many different directions too that it's such a confusing soup that we find ourselves in. That it's important to just try to keep all of it in mind and in perspective, and understand the principles that are the most important, right? Which is what I believe to be like morality is voluntary choice, you know? So uh, I think it's creepy and suspicious as fuck when a giant drug company uh, has a a massive uh, push and then all the social medias and all the media companies are all pushing the same agenda and it seems coordinated. And I get emails from every single app that I have on my phone that says that we stand with X, Y, or Z. To me, that seems so incredibly obvious that it's propaganda, but there's so many levels to it. So like, I have to ask myself too, like, where am I biting? What, 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 where am I like? Oh, it's heavy. Getting caught up. It's heavy even in, in our community. I'm, I'm sure we're all, we're all susceptible to it. And going back on on one of the first things you said was, you know, uh, it's a it's a freedom of choice. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and by that logic uh, and I guess using the the logic of these people uh, against them, you know, if a if a young kid can choose to change their gender or do puberty blockers, which oftentimes I don't think it's just that kid's choice. It's, you know, programming at some point. But wouldn't the same apply to, you know, medical procedures, right? If we're talking about medical procedures, let's talk about them. So these parents want to do, you know, get their kids this uh, vaccine. Great if they want to do that, but shouldn't shouldn't it be up to the child, right? By your own logic. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. That was a kind of a silly argument, but I'm just trying to make the point that it, it is absurd to a point. Um, we've known from the beginning that kids are really not that affected they usually turn out okay and you know it's gonna be just like one of those things with the flu you know uh and god we're probably gonna get kicked off youtube um but that's okay i don't care um (laughs) (laughs) this will get posted on our feeds anyway so it's okay Uh, this is just a little extra bonus i don't care it's fine but that's the thing it's just um we we've already seen the the number of of uh side effects adverse reactions and deaths from their own data as far as percentages goes. So if you just extrapolate those percentages out, um, you know, you're talking about killing a lot of kids uh, in the long run. And what really stuck out to me in that clip was the, the 18 million, uh, you know, f- five and under. God, man, that's got to be like, I just imagine piles and piles of bodies. And I'm like, fuck, dude, that's terrible. Uh, not that I don't think it'll be that way. I'm, I'm hopeful that it's not that way. But 
man, it is not a, and shit, that could be where that 93 million number comes in. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, having a different perspective on it too, like who knows what the COVID vaccine could be used for? Like it could just be honestly a straight vaccine. It could be something that poisons you. It could be like, like who knows, but going off of what we're kind of talking about on the last episode too, I feel like there's just this like all out attack I don't maybe not attack, but there's probably a better word to use for it. But like on kids where all this stuff is getting directed and pushed towards kids and it may be intentional because maybe it is supposed to rile up parents and cause even more of a divide between people because you have the people that are saying that are like, you know, want to push all this shit on kids, or even like, you know, the drag queen thing and like sexuality on kids. Um, but again, too, it maybe just is supposed to be an attack on just like the home unit as it is where they're trying to push kids to think differently altogether and maybe just fit in with like the whole, you get your vaccine, you do this, you do that. Like, this is how life is. They're trying mm-hmm. to start them off early so that they kind of have that mindset of thinking. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different perspectives on it, but I've just noticed <laughs> a lot of things that seem to be directed towards kids lately. Yeah. A lot for sure, dude. A lot. Well, I mean, mind comp, dude, get them when they're young, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, if you go back and read a book like brave new world or, uh, especially brave new world, but <clears throat> I mean, 1984 falls in this category too, but like, especially brave new world where they're like, they're literally brainwashing these children in their cradles or whatever that I'm a beta betas are great. You know, like all this shit, it's like, it's insane. So like, <clears throat> so the more that, you know, you can push kind of this next sort of, and I, and, and I don't know. I mean, will this, I think that there's a lot of interesting, weird things that are running corollary to this, um, you know, specifically, uh, you know, lower rates in testosterone in males over the past 50 years down about 50%, 60%. They think that's because of phthalates and plastics. I feel, um, I feel like I have lower testosterone than I even did like five years ago. You know what I'm I mean? Sure, I'm sure it's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm just hoping, I, I was, I'm hoping I can, you know, have a successful nut and have a couple of kids. That's all I'm hoping for. You know what I mean? I don't need to be, you know, Rawr. I mean, that'd be cool. I, I would like that. But, you know, if it's not the case, at least I, I would like to at least get a couple of nuts off before, uh, you know, it completely tanks. I just wanted to throw that in there because that's something that always freaks me out, Bootsy, is is that fact. I mean, my, my opinion on it too, like I have an episode that's dropping tomorrow where I go to a little bit more in depth with it with uh, Andy from Deep Share. But uh, we're talking about this whole concept of just like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And that could be where like humans are, where maybe it is a natural thing where we're losing testosterone and estrogen because we're just copies of a copy of a copy of a copy where like our ancestors had a lot more of those things because they were closer to like the original copy. And just as time's gone on, we've just kind of like slowly dissipated well, as we, humans where we're not as strong of humans as we used to be, you know, just we because need we're so interracial marriage. That's what we need. You know, that's, I mean, I'm all about that action. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I, that's why I'm, I'm marrying a ginger cause she's a different race than me. So our kids will, will be stronger, you know? Um, so, you know, that's what I'm hoping. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry guys, <laughs> but, but Shane, I get what you mean. I get what you mean that, you know, uh, inbreeding and uh but it's not inbreeding you know yeah it's no it's just being so far down the line from the original me, source I think like it's maybe the, we're just starting to lose potency you know i think, I think that's an interesting theory i mean yeah. I, but i believe there is actual data too that where they tested in rats as well with the phthalates thing where yeah i think know, it's a it, toxin i mean that could be an additive too of course i mean it could all, all be part of the same picture you know because you look back even like to the world war ii generation they were 
about the same as the caveman. I mean, come on, like let's be honest. Uh, so I think I think I'd have to go with Bootsy's theory is a little bit more on this one when it comes to like the toxins, the chemicals, the exposure, True. things like that over time. Uh, I think that's probably a bigger part of it. Um, and then, but to add Shane's theory into that, that once you get that in the system and then you keep doing it and, uh, you know, the next generation and the next generation is just going to be uh, weaker, weaker, weaker. They might be bigger. They might be smarter, but the natural, what makes us human, I am man, rah, 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 that I think that's going to kind of drop off as we move on. I think we are adapting too, to your point, Shane, like as far as like how we live, I mean, there's tons of people doing research on body movements and things like that, that can prove that we're like kind of devolving in the way that we're living, but we're adapting too. you know, like eventually I think it does like get to that point where it's uh, that Disney movie Wally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're just scooting around in lazy boy chairs, you know, I mean, it's like a pull from like we were super primal because we needed to be in order to survive. And then as time goes on and you don't need to be that way in order to live, like we also evolved to not have those qualities anymore just because they're not needed within us. Where That's maybe a good our point. minds will expand because we need that power, but we don't need that physical brute strength as much as we used to as, that, as a race of people. That's a little mm-hmm. less uh, like black pilled than, you know were being poisoned to death. But I think that, I think that does make sense too, Shane. That <laughs> well, I, And I don't know if it's intentional, right? Like that's the, yeah. the, the phthalates, right? Like that could just be an offshoot. That's one of those things that I've kind of come to realize. It's like, I used to view things as like this robot claw, you know, like this thing, it's literally doing this to me, but it's like something happens. And then there are a lot of different consequences. One cause many effects, you know, that kind of happen and scatter out. So I don't know if there's necessarily you know, like the specific, you know, kind of, uh, thing that happens as a result of, and it's all planned. I, I don't, I think there's a lot of unintended consequences that go along with it. Like using plastics, very convenient. There's a lot of factors contributing to that. It's not just, you know, some Monty Burns guy who's like, mm, let's, 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 let's remove their genitals with Dasani, you know? Um, <laughs> but, you know, but that is maybe just an unintended consequence of using plastics as it has been cheap and, and u- usable by the industrialists over time time, oil resources. And then, you know, there of course are better ways to do things. We know there are more efficient ways to generate energy and all kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, people want to make a buck off of everybody. And, and, uh, and, and so we don't have access to, I think a lot of the technologies that we Mm. could maybe use openly even or or freely uh, if it, if it were a little bit different, but, but yeah, I mean, I think there is evidence to that, to that, uh, and I'm not trying to black pill anybody, uh, but there, try but, not to, <laughs> it's hard not to do it. It's hard. Yeah. We it may become hard. smarter though. So it's not total black pill. Like yeah. we may not be as strong, but maybe we'll be more mentally strong. Maybe we'll sound retarded. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't see the evidence for us getting any smart. Like we're, I think we get dumber, right? Dude, like if idiocracy you, like, was and, a documentary from the future. If, yeah, yeah. If you read a letter from a world war two, uh, you know, person, and then you go back and you read a letter from like a civil war 
person. They're using all this beautiful language and big words. And well, dude, that's how they got off, though. You know what I mean? They they that's how well they read. that's how they I got mean, the hot. Intelligence and kind of sways too, in a sense, because they could have been better writers, but people now are better at working on like computer programs. So it's just like a different form of intelligence, you know? It's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. True. and there were obviously a lot more uh, un- people who couldn't read, you know, back in those days, and you know, there's less of that now. I still can't read. So, uh, <laughs> but I think this topic was a great segue to the next topic. So let's get into that. If y'all have any before, if y'all have anything else you want to add really quick no i think i'm good okay cool so this is the i gotta go to the timestamp real quick so for those 45 this is matt walsh he's not a he's not too bad he's a cool guy uh so let's go here i uh, do you want to preface anything on this bootsy well there is this documentary that just came out By this guy, Matt Walsh, who I, I really didn't know too much about. A friend of mine sent me the documentary. He's and, with, uh, I think he's with, uh, uh, what's his name? Ben Shapiro's uh, network, the Daily, uh, is it the Daily Wire? Daily Wire, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. And so he had done this, and this is the clip that basically uh, incites the whole documentary. The name of the documentary is What is a Woman? Right. Okay. And so the gist is like he's going around to all of these different experts, people in the, uh, institutions, medical professionals. I mean, you name it. Right. And he's going around and asking this very simple question. What is a woman? And nobody will really define it. I mean, I hate to spoil the movie, but like nobody can even get close to putting an actual definition to this term idea, what have you. And I thought that was kind of curious and very interesting. And this is, he he was on Dr. Phil and he's having like a, a, a sort of a, uh, back and forth with a couple of people who are definitely like advocates, uh, for, for, you know, for gender, uh, fluidity and different ideologies and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And they're trying to kind of like have a little bit of, an argument. I think he's a little bit pro- of a provocateur, uh, of course, to be honest, of course he is. Yes. But <laughs> you know, but there's also a point to be made to say like, listen, we need to define terms here. I think that's, <laughs> I think when we can't even define a term, we're just painting with mashed potatoes and what, what can you do with that? You're pretty defenseless, you know? All right. Well, I'll play this here. I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick, but y'all can, Oh, I have to share my screen with you. Duh. Uh, I had it ready to go on my end and obviously didn't want to share that with you. So here we go. Here's this clip and I'll be right back. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel. Actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl, well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because but, it's not for me to say. I, womanhood looks different for everybody. What do, you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Uh, what, well, that's how, do you, how do you define a female? Someone with, with female reproductive organs... Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're a female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we can dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were okay. because it's, in, it's down in, it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Is okay. a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female? identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just what explained. What the hell is that? Maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Well, maybe doesn't have those organs that you're talking about well, that are reproductive well, organs. I have answered the question. 
You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. you used the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. Identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Okay. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. That doesn't, and so I'm trans women are women too. Okay. And you want to hold on. Tell me Trans women are women. Listen, listen. You want to reduce, what you, listen, listen, you want to reduce, means, so reduce women. You want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, no. our chromosomes. Right. That's what you're what saying. You want to do is that's what, what we you, are What you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate oh. womanhood oh. and turn it into basically a costume oh. that can be worn. Oh, oh. No, that's the butt clip, slam, yeah. dude. <laughs> butt slam. I'm yeah, gonna... I've seen that clip before, dude, and I forgot that that little uh, hitter at the end there, dude. What a butt slam. <laughs> Dude, coming firsthand though, like that's something that my girlfriend says frequently is that she feels she's being appropriated by people that are doing that kind mm. of shit. So, I mean, like yeah. coming from somebody that's not even part of this community, like they kind of feel that way also. <laughs> oh, dude, what a great clip. That's a great, oh, uh, I, and I, I didn't know that was Matt, because I saw this clip uh, a while ago, and I didn't know that was Matt Walsh. I feel like, now, obviously, he that is Matt Walsh. He looks like the guy, but I just didn't put the two together. But uh, I, have you watched the, the full movie yet, Bootsy? Yeah, I saw the full movie. I do recommend checking it out, because it's, there's some interesting, um, there's some interesting things that he uncovers. I was actually trying to look back through and I, I can't seem to find there's two main people who he talks about their theories have kind of pushed this uh, ideology. Uh, and, and basically he talks about their background and, and, and what their influences are and how they're connected and all that kind of stuff. But they don't really even, they still don't even get, nobody really answers the question. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's it, 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 that's a banger clip too, and you know I think this is something that I'm. I, I think most of us are we're open. You know we're open. But yeah. Like, yeah. But why are people pushing pushing so hard on certain things? It's like you said earlier. Like what is the, like so the age of consent? The goalpost just moves from here to there. There's no. It used to be like okay, well you're 18, you're out of the house, uh, you can do whatever you want, you can join the army you know, do put whatever you want to in your body, take it out, whatever. But it seems like the goalpost moves based on the issue, you know, when that particular ideology. Um, and I think it's worth just asking the question and, and thinking about, uh, because again, I'm all for like free expression. I'm just trying to fucking take anybody's side here. And I, like I said, you know, before, um, he is, he is a bit provocative, obviously in presenting it. Both sides do that to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. but he makes, he makes some good points, you know, like that, la like you said, that last little zinger right there is, is it's an appropriate, uh, point to make, I think. Yeah, I agree. Cause you know, if, if I listen to rap music, I'm appropriating black culture or if I, do that's my the argument, hair a certain right? way. So if that's true in one scenario, then wouldn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but so with, let's kind of turn the tables here a little bit. So like, let's say it was, you know, a trans, uh, a, a woman wants to be a man. Would do men care if they appropriate men? I don't think most of us would give a shit, you know, but women have, you know, definitely been fighting for that, 
um, push, right? That push to uh, equality. And so at a certain point, it's like, oh, you're just riding on the coattails of all this work we've done. That's where you get like TERFs, right? The trans exclusionary radical feminists, that kind of term where it's like, oh, we're feminists, but you're not, you're the, the TERFs say you're not women. So don't try to ride on our, you know, uh, waves here that we're making. Uh, you got to, we start, look where we started. You got to start there too and come, come up like we did. Um, which, you know, that's that's a valid opinion to have. Uh, I don't think it's hateful. I don't think any of us here are hateful. But it's like, let's, let's if we're going to have this discussion, and I think this is what the whole point of Matt Walsh's point was, is that we need to, in any discussion, any debate, you need to have defined, clear definitions of things that you're talking about. Right. So then you're not arguing in circles all day, which is what we've been doing for the last 10 years, right? And it, so finally exactly. someone asked the question, uh define it please you know so <laughs> yeah exactly right like before you get before you settle into an argument or a debate you define your terms so that you can clearly understand what you're talking about all of it and one of my favorite ideas ever in the world is right like the map is not the territory right like the menu is not the meal you mm -hmm. know the terrain is not what we perceive in our brain right like they don't they, this is a model right and so we need to understand what our models are, what our terms are and define what those are in order to understand somebody else's perspective, how they experience whatever it is. Right. Because their experience is valid, man. Like reality is infinite. So every, yeah. every perspective actually is somehow valid as weird as that is to say, I don't think I would have said that a couple of years ago, but I, I can't escape it at this point. And there are some wild exceptions to every single rule. So when it comes to like, you know, picking a side, so to speak. Uh, I, I, I tend to sit, sit that out because like, I, I want to be an advocate for everybody uh, as much as possible. Now that said, not everybody's going to get along and that's fine too. And so, you know, we just have to accept that as it is and allow it to be what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's, I, I think it's just, um, it's, it's important to be open-minded and to extend olive branch. But also I think it's, there's nothing wrong with having boundaries. Uh, starting to define terms is the beginning of understanding someone else's position in, in any specific situation right. we find ourselves in. It's, it's incredibly important. Right. And something that uh, I, I like to uh, apply, and it's not easy to do, um, it's, you know, seek first to understand and then to be understood. So I feel like for a while now, let's just say people like us have been trying to understand. Right. But we, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I can say that because, uh, now it's almost, we, we've gone through the cycle once of like trying to understand now. Okay. Now we're understanding, but now you need to understand where we're coming from. Right. So let's lay down some ground rules. Let's define some terms. Let's you know, because it's like you said earlier, it's not coming from a place of like, I don't want you to live how you want to live. But at a certain point, when you start telling me how I can speak or what I'm allowed to say and not say, that's when it you you complain about people oppressing you and, uh, you know, uh, determining how your life is going to be. Well, now you're doing that to me when I had nothing to do with this in the beginning. Right. I'm just a guy. Right. I just happen to be. A heterosexual white male. So I'm, I'm the gender. I'm the devil. Male. I'm the devil. Right. So fuck me. <laughs> uh, so the white devils are here, boys. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm serious. We. It's. It's like 
hey, at a certain point, you're you're making me change how I behave to make you feel comfortable. And it's like, I never asked you to do that. You know what I mean? So let's if you want to have this conversation, let's have the conversation. Shane? No, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Oh, That's sorry, dude. I didn't mean to do it. On that one. I hate doing that to you, man. I hate just like I reach in and I just pull them out. Well, we think the same. So, you know, it Oh no. Uh oh. Oh no. Uh -oh. Shane. 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 He just froze, man. Always. He said we we said we think the same and then he just yeah, shorted like, out. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, you don't need him then if y'all think the same. <laughs> let me uh let me boot him and bring him back real quick. Are you Let's there, brother? Shane. Are you there? Oh no, he's frozen. He's frozen. Oh no. All right. Well, uh <laughs> Well, we are just about to end the show. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll let him. We'll give him a minute to come back. Uh, but Bootsy, any other? Uh, I guess we'll read a couple chats here. Jeffrey Wilson of uh, uh, Podcast Fame says, uh, "Identify how you want, but you don't get to redefine basic biology." In my humble opinion, that's true. That's fair. I I can agree with that. And he says, "If people uh, if people get their pronouns, I get my own ad adjectives. I identify as incredibly sexy, rich, buff, stud." Which I think Matt Walsh brings up in that. Greater, I don't know if he, I missed the part of the clip where he said that. I think he does, yeah. Yeah, where it's like earlier, but it, nouns are uh, pronouns are the same power as adjectives. So at a certain point, we have to, uh, you know, if you I, I, if you're forcing me to call you this, then you have to call me whatever my adjectives are, and I think that's great. Um, I have students, uh, you know, that I work with and stuff, just like making up names and not telling anybody, and then getting offended when people don't call them by their new names. And it's kind of ridiculous, so I'm like, oh, there he is. He's back, brother. Yeah, he took the words out of my mouth so much, I just felt the need to just talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Shane, any uh, any final thoughts? Uh, we still talking about that last topic? Sorry, I missed the last two No, minutes. yeah, we're just about to wrap up and then do plugs and get the hay out of here. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, going off of the, the topic we were just talking about, it's it's when people start asking you to change your way of life that I start kind of having an issue with it. Um, I don't have an issue with anybody wanting to live their life how they want to live it. Like, that's fine. Um, but, like, when it gets pushed on kids, that's one of my issues. And when it gets to a point where it's like I feel like I can't even say anything anymore, then I have an issue. Because it's like you can never have those educated conversations where you're able to work things out Unless can, oh, you there? Is he going out again? Oh, I thought he just like didn't know what else to say. <laughs> oh, you're back, buddy. You're back, Shane. Shane. Hey, this is a live podcast, people. This is how it goes. Yeah. I see him. Are you there? Hey, did he just look at us and not say anything? Well, can you hear me? Am yes, yeah. yes, we can. Yeah, hear he's you. back. <laughs> no, dude, my fucking internet dropped out twice. Can you guys hear me again? Yeah, you're good. Well, so before it happens again, let's go ahead and uh, uh, wrap it up here, guys. But uh, I thought all these topics uh, blended well together. Yes, I um, thank you, uh, Bootsy, for for bringing in some heavy hitters tonight. It was a uh, good stuff, and uh, our your topics blended nicely. Uh, mine did not necessarily. Shane, uh, you kind of fit in there in the middle. <laughs> Uh, but that's just how it goes. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it works out better. Um, so, <laughs> I think it worked out great, man. It did. It was a great yeah. show. Great show guys. Uh, so, uh, Bootsy, any final thoughts before you, uh, we get plugs and stuff out of the way? 
Yeah, man. Uh, just love each other. You know, that's what this whole thing's about. You know, like it's about unconditional love. Uh, and uh, I, I encourage people uh, to check their selves based on uh, you can look up a consciousness scale by David Hawkins and just take a peep at that. Just look over it. I would, I would screen share it, but YouTube like, man, like he's no longer with us, but whoever runs his foundation is like, uh, man, I can't tell you how many copyright strikes have gotten from, uh, from showing that map of consciousness. But if you type in David Hawkins consciousness scale map of consciousness, you'll notice that there are, uh, kind of two sort of halves of the consciousness scale, the bottom half and the top half. The bottom half is Shane's forced. definitely the bottom half. And the, yeah, yeah. And the top is, is power. So he wrote a book called Power Versus Force. Also, a, well, it's a pretty decent book. It's kind of a, it's kind of a snooze fest, if I'm, if I'm honest. But that particular model out of that book is excellent. Um, and I uh, highly recommend just checking into that and just kind of thinking about it, meditating on it. Uh, it's a great way to kind of understand a sort of consciousness progression. There are several other maps and models for that. But David Hawkins... Great job uh, with that. And whenever it is that you you know you you feel like you're going to act, you can kind of get gauge yourself on that scale and see where you're acting from. Force being, I'm trying to make someone else do something, you know, and power being, I'm doing what I what I can with the sk- skills and tools that I have in order to you know have a creative solution. So where are we coming from? Power or force? So I highly recommend checking that out. If you know, if you're not familiar with it, uh, cool. it was, it's a very helpful tool. Uh, Shane, final thoughts before we uh, get out of here. Are uh, we doing our plugs right now? Oh, uh, no, no. We'll come back around. No final thoughts. <laughs> no, I guess I don't really have any okay. final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> until either. we get to that part of it. Me either. I, that's, I just, I was just asking. So I guess, uh, Bootsy, where can people find you brother? Sure. So I uh, host a podcast called Blue Collar Mystics. I have to have you guys come hang out on a panel sometime. Uh, I, I, uh, we usually stream on Tuesday nights at nine, Rockfin, YouTube. I've got a Facebook group and all that. Blue Collar Mystics. Uh, you can find me all over the place at Bootsy Greenwood, bootsygreenwood.com. Uh, go to bluecollarmystics.org. There's a lot of uh, resources there, and you can check out the podcast and all that. That's where you can find me. I'm I'm pretty active on Instagram, Bootsy yeah, Greenwood. Yeah. Any comedy shows coming up anytime soon? Uh, yeah. I mean, I you I, I'll be doing stuff around Atlanta and Athens uh, here and there, and I'll post about it cool. uh, via Instagram and stuff. So yeah, Perfect. I got a bunch of stuff I'm doing. Lots lots and lots of. Lots Stay. and lots of grinding it out. Staying busy, dude. Well, I love it. Well, I'll let Shane go last. Um, uh, or do you want to go first, Shane? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I have a suggestion for Bootsy. I would love to see your stand-up, but obviously, like, I live in a totally different state. Just an idea, man. You should do one where you do, like, a live feed online. And even if you're just doing stand-up with, like, a little background in your house, I bet you'd have a lot of people that would tune into it, and I would be one of them. Because I would oh, love right. to see your stand-up. I don't know. How do you feel about that as a comic? I know that was something that a lot of comics during COVID, like, were hesitant out about like not performing in front of an audience. How would you feel I th- about? I, I think I think we could do it where there was an audience and you know an online sort of thing too. Like I would be open view. to it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you're talking directly to people and you know who that person is, it's a little bit different because you know a lot of comedy is like just going into a room of strangers. I have no idea what the demographic is. It could be a black club. It could be a bunch of young people. It could be older people, boomers. I don't know. And so I've got to write stuff that 
appeases all of those demographics. Whereas if I was talking to you guys, I could talk about Bill Gates' titties and, uh, you know, and we could immediately have a laugh about those, you know, genetically modified mosquito bites. He's rocking. You know oh, what I mean? Those things are yes, fucking beautiful, man. So, you know, I think, I think it could be, uh, or maybe some sort of hybrid type of thing. I'd be, dude, I'm interested in exploring uh, lots of options. I, I'm definitely interested in getting together too. Like if, people we can put something together you know put a put a little show together or whatever i i'm i'm down for exploring the terrain and uh and and yeah whatever people want i'm here to please shane you know likes I mean? to you, explore the you terrain should do rounds well. whoops sorry i was gonna say you should do rounds on like panel type shows so it's like you have a different feel for each audience and you can kind of get your comedy out there more which might be a good idea yeah, dude, that's a great idea. Uh, like, it'd be fun to have like rounds of different comics come up and talk about their buttholes each, you know? And, and <laughs> oh, yeah, you got yeah, a just topic. Do an all each comics one. feed. There you go. Where it's just like all you guys telling Location. jokes to each other and just do like a live feed of it. That'd be really awesome. Oh, that sounds intense. Uh, well, Shane, uh, you want to get your plugs out of the way, brother? Yeah, um, I guess final thoughts as far as the show goes, too. Um, I'd like to tell everyone, everyone that, uh, you know, we're going to be progressing doing the show live. So if anybody wants to get on the, on the chat, if you're listening to this, you know, on our normal podcast feed, uh, that's also an option is stay tuned with uh, both of our Instagrams. And I'm sure you'll see some updates on it. And uh, we're always looking for wildcard questions. So if anybody, even if it's not during the show, if anybody has any questions, they're hearing this again after it's already on our feeds, um, you know, just message us both a message, one of us, whoever, uh, a clip and a question and we'd love to talk about it on the show. Even if you're not able to make it to the live feed, we can still talk about your wildcard question. And uh, with that being said, I'm Shane from inquiries of our reality. Um, if you want to come and check my stuff out, I'm mainly active on Instagram, um, but I also have merch store, Patreon, all that fun stuff. And I put it all under one link as I usually do at the end of the show. Just make it quick and easy. Uh, L I N K T R period E E slash increase of our reality podcast. And like I usually say, also, I'm sure Kyle will have some merch up, but if anybody's interested in some uh, Big Dumb Inquiries merch, we I do have some up on my merch store. And uh, stay tuned with Kyle's for, for his side of merch store, too, for that. Yeah, I got to make some, dude. I'm, I'm not the most artistic guy in the world. I used to be when I was a kid, but public education ruined that for me. So uh, try and working on stuff. I'm working on getting us, since we're doing live stuff now, some uh, overlays and things like that for the live show, like a little background for Big Dumb Inquiries. So working on that, it just changes when there's uh, three people on the screen. So we'll have to uh, I'll have to mess with that a little bit. But yeah, uh, like Shane said, great show. Lots of fun. Bootsy, it was a pleasure to uh, finally meet you and talk with you a bit. I'll have to get you on the Big Dumb Podcast sometime and we can go in a little bit more into those uh, butthole jokes that you were talking about. I'm intrigued. Um, I'd love to know more. And, uh, He's uh, intrigued. Yes, I love, I'd He's love to know. about your butthole. No, no, the jokes. I want to I hear the jokes, but that's just an added bonus, all right? Uh, but yeah, you can check me out. Uh, I'm Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast on all platforms, Instagram, all that great stuff. Um, and yeah, my link tree is just link tree slash the big dumb podcast as well so we'll put all of this and then bootsy any links you want us to include send us to, send them to me or shane uh and we'll put them in the description as well uh including uh, I'll, I'll make sure to include that video that you had mentioned before or people if you want to look it up it's principles of dealing with the changing world order by ray dalio i think mm -hmm. that's in, probably one of the more important topics we've touched on uh because it's uh, relevant and it's actually uh helpful to people so well, guys, uh, I have another show to hop on. Any final thoughts, or should we just get out of here? Let's let's do it. 
Yeah, we'll just say Thanks. bye to the listeners, I guess. So. Peace. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Keep it real. Big dumb. Inquiries. Big dumb. Inquiries. Big dumb. Inquiries. Big dumb. Inquiries. <laughs>